Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hi, it's Pauline from Meet the Expats. Welcome to a new episode. And today I meet with Mayan and Gal, who are both uh, sisters for four generation of expats. They have moved throughout their life and the world and are now founders of Smoothative to help expats throughout their own journey and have a positive experience. Hello, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Lovely to have you too. <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs> so it's great to have you two on the podcast. Pretty new new format with two people on live, <laughs> two sisters. So please introduce yourself to our audience. Um, so I am Gal and this is my sister Mayan. And uh, as you said perfectly, uh, we are fourth generation expat. And actually we wow. first moved abroad uh, when I was only two years old, you were six, uh, born in Israel, moved to France. Um, and since it's been like an ongoing journey for us, and to be honest, we're still counting, like it's probably going to happen again. It's not we, over. <laughs> it's never over. We love moving. We love change. And uh, it became really a natural part of our life. So we lived in many different places. Um as kids, as teenagers, as young adults, uh, I used to live at some point in Dublin and in London. Mayan went back to Israel. I went back to Israel. And <laughs> two and a half years ago, I decided to move um, back from Israel to France uh, and give it another try here. And Mayan came with her family, her husband and kids um, a year and a half ago. And that's when we were like, we always wanted to work together. Mm. We're like really good sisters, but we always Tight. wanted to do something together. We used to work in completely different uh, areas. I used to work in advertising. Mayan was a graphic designer. And we were like, COVID, new country. Maybe it's the time to start doing something different. And that's how start. we started. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, let's go back to your childhood years then and how you two started moving with your parents. How did it, how did that start? What were the reasons and how did you two live it? Of course. So you don't remember much from this year. <laughs> so I'll go. Uh, so actually we first moved from Israel to France um, after the Gulf War. Uh, it was a tough times in Israel mm -hmm. uh, and my parents wanted, our parents wanted something better for us, like a better future uh, for the kids. I think it's natural yeah. and uh, really relate to this myself these days. <laughs> and um, they decided to try and move to France. Like we said before, we are fourth generation expats. So our wow. father moved before as a kid, as a teenager, as a grown up between Israel and France and the United States. So it was only natural for him to try France. Uh, okay. Our mother <laughs> did not speak any French. She actually never lived abroad. She's like been to France once before and that's it. That's the only thing she knew. So you can imagine that in early 90s, <laughs> uh, moving from Israel, like a small 
country uh, to France. It was yeah. so different at all the levels. <laughs> I can uh, imagine. Yeah, you know, uh, so we did not speak any French when we arrived. Mm. Uh, we went to a French public school, both of us, and um, like it was, yo, girl, jump in, <laughs> you gotta go into deep. <laughs> it's and it was fascinating because it was so different. Everything was different. The people were mm. different. You know, we came from a country we've never seen colored people before. Like, right. it was that different. We never saw, like, big supermarkets and, you know, <laughs> nature this way and weather, like rain. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and I think as kids, it was fascinating. And I always tell my parents and to everyone around me that those three years when we lived in uh, France, uh, it was the, my most amazing childhood. Oh, wow. It was, you know, an adventure. Everything was new. Mm. Everything was an adventure. And yes, there were challenges, like the language, for example. But as kids, I think it never stopped us from doing anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, there's a funny story where a gal, she went to, you know, a kindergarten in a, in a language that she did not speak. And after two weeks, the teacher called my parents saying, listen, your kid is like running the place. We can't do anything here. And she doesn't even speak French. So you got to explain to her <laughs> how things are working here. <laughs> but you see, like, I, I don't remember those things. Yeah. I don't have a lot of like my childhood memories, but I heard a lot of the stories. And when I look at pictures, you see we we're very happy. Yeah. And I think... Yeah. That was the main thing our parents showed us. We always say to our clients and our audience, the challenges exist, but our parents put the challenges in front of our face. Mm. They told us about, like, go for it. You'll make it happen. You're good. You can do that. Yeah. And that's the spirit that we, like, that was imprinted in our, in our like, bodies. Um, and unsurprisingly, we moved so many times since, uh, different ages, different situations. Uh, but yeah, so although I don't remember this, this the story is like, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, they, they showed you the mindset of just go for it, make the most out of it, and everything will be fine up from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can make it work. You know, it was always this, you can make it work. Find the solutions mm. to make it work for you. So what if you don't speak the language? Okay. You'll learn, yeah. Yeah. And we learn very fast, like, you know, it is well, at that age, it's yeah. very, very quick, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So you stayed three years in France and then you went back to Israel. How was that shifting from one to another? It's, it's pretty short three years, especially at that age, you know, you're living a lot of things and you go from three to nine, two to five, you're at a different stage of your childhood already. So again, unfortunately, I don't remember this. <laughs> okay, the jump I, back. I was very young, but looking back, I like her, hearing the stories and everything. I can tell you that yes, it was another a big change in our life, and we moved to one city. Uh, two years later, we moved to another apartment in this city. Like, change is a big thing in our yeah. in our house. So even if like 
it wasn't another country change. I think in the the five years that we were in Israel, we lived in three different houses. Wow. So we move a lot. Even and, inside Israel, yeah. Yeah, and, and this, like, at some point I, I start to, I have some memories already about the, this part of my life. But again, like, change and boxes and packing and unpacking and making new friends is, yeah. I, like, I think this was one of the biggest things as a kid, this understanding that you make new friends for a couple of months, sometimes years, you don't know. You don't mm. know if you're going to stay friends with them because we might move yeah. again. And it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we enjoy what you have. And, you know, you said mm. that our parents gave us like all this idea of mindset. But actually, no one 25 or 30 years ago talked about mindset. It no, of course not. It wasn't, it wasn't the words of yeah. vocabulary that you had. But I think it, it existed, but no one labeled it yeah. that way. Exactly. So it wasn't like said to us, work on your mindset so you can enjoy yeah, yeah, your life. Course. It was just go with your friends, do things. Like, don't look at what's not working. Focus on other things. Mm -hmm. Enjoy life. It yeah. was really part Change of Change wasn't a big deal. You know, it yeah. was really part of our lives. And I want to say something about going back to the country mm -hmm. you came from. And sometimes it's like, it sounds easier to, you know, I'm going back home, but actually you're it's coming not. a very different person with a yeah. very different culture already, even after three years. Mm. We were, like we said all the time, we were always the foreigners, no matter where we were, yeah. we were always the different ones. We were always the one dressed drift differently, you know, mm. when we came to France, we were like not understanding the fashion there and then came back to Israel, not understanding the fashion here, not fashionable <laughs> everywhere. Um, but we were, we were always different. We brought, we brought with us some culture, you know, mm. and some um, behaviors from friends that we, they really didn't suit any of the Israeli mindset yeah. back then. And, It, it was, you know, at least for me, it was really hard to adjust right back, you know, to, I get that. Yeah. to home, uh, <laughs> not feel like home at the beginning. It took a, a lot of time to feel again, like I belong to this place Goodness. and it took us, I don't know, 20 years to figure that out. <laughs> wow. identity. Yeah. It's like, who am I? People ask us, where are you coming from? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like last year, where was, where was I born? Like, and until this question was like, meant nothing to us. Like, where are you from? Does it really matter? That's yeah. what, what we answer now. Does it really matter? Where, yeah, where yeah that you've from? built. Yeah. Yeah, you've taken pieces and that's, your identity is multicultural where you, you every place you've lived, you've taken a bit and embraced it but it seems the, the way you're talking about the going back and the fact that okay you were different but it seems like even in those early ages despite the challenges that you embraced it I feel hearing you which is amazing so one, at that age yeah so one of the things I think again it wasn't part of the vocabulary yeah yeah but we I think we very quickly understood that one you need to take the actions quick And have a very flexible approach to life. 
Like yeah. change is happening. If you'll fight it, you're going to suffer from it. So better go with the flow, make new friends, approach new things, try, look at what's going on. No, even like a simple example as, and, and I say it a lot, but this was part of our, the way we grew up trying new, mm. like there's so many people saying like, my kid is not eating that. My kid is not eating that. Mm. We tried snails, everything. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. The worst, really. But it was part of like, if you're in a place, try. Try, decide later yeah. if you don't like it. Uh, learn languages. Even and, and even when we traveled, we would go to Italy and we would hear our father trying to speak Italian. And he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But he was like, let's try. Yeah. What can we yeah. like? And I think that's that's the the attitude that we mm. grow up in. Like change is a natural change is constant. Everything mm. changes all the time. So why not make a good use out of it? So change, yeah, of course. <laughs> so you said right at the start, change is has always been a part of it, our life, and we actually love it. So what do you enjoy in that constant change and being on your toes? I think you know we learned to love it because it yeah. wasn't always because I remember times in my life where I hated this like oh, come mm. on let me stay here you know for another two years I'm just <laughs> making friends like what's wrong and I remember when I got married I told my husband listen we're staying in this apartment for 10 years we did not <laughs> it not, it's like addicted to change I think and I think for me at least what i love about change is a new opportunity every time mm. it's like a blank page a new chapter you can be better be more yourself every time that you change and you know get better and even if it's if the age of 10 or 20 or 35 you every mm. time it's a new opportunity to be better actually and and i love it you know it's like you're never stuck at the same place doing the same thing it's and this is life i think it changes all the time so you might as well change with it instead of trying to hold on to something that does not exist anymore yeah (laughs) i will add to this i think i think that it gave us this like super power of like a natural strength that we adapt quicker to things yeah. that are out of our control. So I, it really hit me, I think, during COVID that I was like, everyone was like freezing and be like, Panicking. oh, I want to go back to the life I used to have before. Like, can we go back? Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't go back, go forward. Like, this is happening. Yeah. Something's changing. Let's make something out of it, like with a look in the future. And everyone was like, no, but the past was good. Like, let's go back to what we used to. And I was like, when, when you are so used to change and when you start loving and I agree when you're not afraid mm-hmm. of, yeah. Yes. I think that the that's fear. Yeah. you're not afraid mm-hmm. of change. And again, it wasn't always like that. We had to, you learn, send it. Uh, but when you're not afraid of change and you look at change as an opportunity instead of a challenge or something to be scared from, then you, you, make, can, you make it whatever you want it to be. You make it work. Yeah. Yeah. You exploit it and you make the opportunities come up. And I, I, I think you having changed so much at, so, at some point, 
the stability and the normality becomes a little bit scary also in a way of when you've moved so much you are constantly discovering something new there's newness to it and as soon as you completely start to settle it's like I'm home I've been here for four years I've done everything there is to the city I know I felt like that it's like well is this really going to be my life where's the newness and (laughs) do I really want my whole life here and it's this question of I just came back to Paris thrilled I'm still in the new phase but in two years am I still want to going to want to be there (laughs) who knows who knows you don't know but I think it's beautiful and I think you know it's a change is part of life there's no you know need to (laughs) ignore that yeah I think it's amazing that people know how to change and when you feel too comfortable nothing good comes from it you know (laughs) so Whenever we feel like too good or that, that's time to change. <laughs> change something, you know, change your living room, change your apartment, change yeah. your haircut, change something. <laughs> Bring some excitement. Yeah. <laughs> so with COVID, the two of you completely changed your area of work. Um, how did you come to this business? I mean, obviously it's been part of your life, I can imagine. Yeah. So actually, before COVID and everything, I uh, changed. <laughs> I was like, something's wrong. Uh, it was a big personal journey. Each each one of us has done different uh, journeys in terms of personal development and growth mm-hmm. and understanding like things about our own self, why we are acting a certain way, why we are mm-hmm. um, changing not only external things, but but, on, but starting to understand yeah, on yourself, yeah. also internal, because. Because because we were so loving change or used to mm. change, well, I think it's the right word for what happened then. Um, when things got a little bit tough, our instinct would be like, "Ooh, let's move country, let's redecorate yeah. the house, let's yeah, it becomes a solution to everything." And and that's when it hit again. Each one of us on a different uh, perspective because different life situations. It hit us that it's not out there. The actual the change should come from within. And when you're feeling better with yourself, when you understand like um, why are you doing certain things and from which perspective and how you approach it, then your life is actually better. And you don't make a change. You don't relocate to run away mm-hmm. from something. You actually move. Yeah. So you want something more. Um, so it was a journey. And I, at some point point of this journey I decided to go back to uni and studied positive psychology because I was okay. I'm, I'm a big student I love to study <laughs> and I was like I want to understand this science the science behind what I'm going through on my personal journey and right. that's how I became a life coach I studied positive psychology and coaching but I still worked in something else and Mayan had a graphic design business. I before. had a huge graphic design business. I was working, uh, you know, big events, big corporate events, mm. and was going, you know, on a journey myself. Studied mindfulness, and when COVID hit, my business like completely yeah. crashed. Events were no out. Events, yeah, <laughs> no events at all, and I found myself, you know, with two kids at home embracing the change you know yeah. <laughs> I think identity change who am I now uh and uh so it took us a couple of 
month is, maybe a year, I, mean, I think, yeah. uh, into COVID, trying to think what we want to do, you know, how we can... How we can take this challenge as an opportunity. Like, we yeah. both lost our businesses. Um, mm. I had a graphic design. I had another independent business in Israel. Same, mm. shut down, like, in a couple yeah. of weeks. And when I decided to move from Israel to France, again, from a very personal inner reason and not right. as a running away option, it was very clear to me that um, I want to come back to Europe um, and see what I can do here. And for a year, I lived in France and you lived in Israel. And we started talking about what is it that if we can't, like maybe this timing that we both lost our businesses is the right timing for us to create something together. We tried a couple of things, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> we had a couple of weird things, like yeah. very. Uh, but then we thought, what what do we know best? Like, yeah. what what we can. Where's your expertise? Yeah, impact the the most on the world, you know. And so moving abroad is like what we know best. <laughs> it's your life, yeah. <laughs> and actually, you know how to do it in a in the best way, in a, in a way that you can actually enjoy your life abroad. Because we see so many people moving and living in different countries and, you know, regretting the mm. moment they decided to do it and waiting for two years to pass by just so they can come back to their old life and missing so many opportunities yeah. by doing that. And this is why we wanted to, you know, bring our own expertise plus the knowledge that we got from, you know, mindfulness and positive psychology mm-hmm. to actually help women. We decided women because it's easier for us to, you know, have a... Yeah, to relate and... To impact them and to show them that it's possible to actually enjoy this life abroad, even if it's for one year or 20 years, you can never mm-hmm. know. And it doesn't really matter where you are in the world. Yeah. And, and so do you have a different approach when it's one year, 20 years? No, it's the same. It's the same. It's, it's the same because actually yeah. you don't know. You don't know. You don't Our know. parents so came to France 25 years ago with a three years contract and they, they're and, still and here. They're still here 25 yeah. years okay. ago. <laughs> Because, and and they still sometimes so true like our father and our mother are dealing with it differently but our mom still like deals with expat challenges the language is still not exactly the same that's where like when we said before we had this identity crisis, crisis like, where yeah. do you belong like you, I always said I'm too Israeli for the French too French for the Israeli mm. uh, when I lived in London people thought I'm British I got the, <laughs> like the accent and then they didn't understand like how is it coming from and I'm blonde with green eyes people thought I'm coming from Scandinavia like <laughs> that's so weird but it's where you learn how to embrace this unique identity I now say that I am an international woman global citizen of the world I decide depend where I am right now this is who I am I'm never going to yeah. be 100% French and 100% Israeli or 100% something um, and it really doesn't matter how long you are but I think what we try to uh, anchor to our clients and our audience is to think about how do you make sure you won't regret it in mm. like when you're super old? How do you make sure that when you yeah. end your like relocation, you don't look back and be like, oh, wow, I lived for 
three years in Paris and I haven't seen half of the things I wanted. I haven't done half of the things I wanted. How did the time pass so quick? What have yeah. I done? Or like, why did I not use this opportunity to learn French? Why did, like, mm. And I hear so many people say that and it makes me sad. Like, yeah, and I, love yeah, it seems like a wasted opportunity for sure. Yeah, and there are so many people like that. I'm sure you've met them as well. Um, but, yeah. but I have met some abroad in Dublin. I, I've, I've, I saw the two types of expats, yeah. and there were some indeed who they hated it straight away and just went back to Paris every weekend, and that was it, that was their life, yeah, in and out. So, so that's where we say, like. You have one life right now. Mm. No matter where you live and no matter for how long, live it yeah. right now. And the more, the merrier, like try and have, really enjoy our lives. Because it's true for life abroad, but it's true for generally speaking. Like we only mm. have one life, so better enjoy it. But I think as an expert, like you get something that people dream of. They're Like, although there's a lot of experts and we saw this stat a couple of weeks ago that are currently 56.8 million people that are not living in wow. this, their origin country. Um, so it's something growing and it's growing every year, mm -hmm. but still out of eight billiard people, <laughs> billion people, it's only 56 million that are doing this adventure. So there are people right. dreaming of living in another place. There are people that mm -hmm. like, This would have been, so you are living the dream, live it, make it something. And that's what we are here to share and to help people achieve because it is harder. It yeah. is challenging. So, And so that, I, I love that approach of live that experience and don't look back with regrets. So would you prepare with set goals in advance? What type of goals would you help them set to achieve this? Uh, I don't think it's about the goals, but it's about, again, having the right mindset. Mm -hmm. It's a, to do it before you move. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. to, like <laughs> to prepare. To prepare yourself. And, you know, the number one thing we always say is the most important thing. You got to know why you're doing this. What's the real yeah. reason? So we hear so many women, I'm moving because my husband got a job. Mm. Yeah, but why are you moving? What's your reason? Yeah, I'm moving for my kids. No, what's your reason? <laughs> and people have a hard time, you know, understanding that a, a real good reason really helps you get on with it. Because when times are hard and when you face a challenge, you're gonna you have a it. great reason why you're here. And You know, a good reason is emotional. It's an emotional reason. It doesn't come from your head. It's not a logical one. It's an emotional one. And it gotta, it's got to be yours. You have to, you know, own it. Uh, so that's one of the, you know, biggest thing we say. Before you move abroad, have a great reason, a really solid one. Know it. Know why you're doing this. Yeah. And the, the second thing we are... The, that's, and that's maybe the goal. We are telling them, create a life you actually enjoy living no mm -hmm. matter where you are or for how long. And that's very personal. Like what yeah. you enjoy living and what I enjoy living is not the same. But 
find what is it that makes it a life you enjoy living and that's a part of you you being active in your own mm. life you gotta create it no one will yeah. come to you and say hey come enjoy this <laughs> no one's telling you this no one is here you know to give you this time you gotta take you know responsibility on your life know for yourself what really matters to you what do you enjoy and create it and it's, active. it's about being active and you know it's funny because i just had this conversation with a friend the other day about disneyland and that like disneyland creates this amazing theme park and being like everything is here good and dreamy and enjoyable but actually yeah. when you think about it when people come inside the park they have to take actions as to what are they doing inside the park and they pick right. what they enjoy inside mm -hmm. it they don't do all of it not everyone no one is doing all of the attraction all of the time you pick what's right for you yeah so life is exactly the same thing pick what's right for you not what's right for your friends not what's right for your husband not what's right for your parents not what's right for your kids pick what's right for you it doesn't make you selfish it makes you responsible for your life and when you are enjoying your life well you become a better wife a better sister a better mother a better friend better worker better, better, colleague, better everything because you enjoy your life and you're in a good state so it works yeah for sure the, i mean the proactive piece is almost everything i want to say what you go abroad <laughs> but it also works for when you're in your home country where it's so easy to like go on with life without being proactive and suddenly you feel like something's wrong something's boring but not act on it so yeah. yeah absolutely but you know when you move abroad that's an opportunity to you mm. know put it to create act. that new yeah like new chapter what do i do now differently that maybe i've done and never done before mm. yeah no i've i've heard and i think it's true with most expats each time you move it's sort of a new side of your personality comes out and in a way you become a new new person with new activities new friends of course and you you meet these people and you're a new book to them so you can be whoever you want in a way yeah but actually the big part of it is you decide what you put yes. on out there but you can also become stay exactly the same person of that course. you were before and not enjoying your life like not mm. taking this opportunity uh because you need to take it as you said like, oh yeah be proactive about it and not wait for anyone else to give it to you just like that mm. it doesn't work no it's gonna take too much time <laughs> okay well thank you for sharing all of this i think we'll move on to the recommendations so you're both close to paris now yeah. uh, where you've built a new life in a way <laughs> so what would be your recommendations in terms of restaurant bar or cafe whichever and carte blanche so spot of your choice so uh we want to recommend two things one bar and one restaurant the bar pub is a pub saint germain Uh, near Odeo. It's like our home base. <laughs> <laughs> This is where we go, you know. I, it's always nice to have a beer there or to have great food as well. And it, it feels like family, you know. Uh, <laughs> and not, it's not very Parisian style, but it's a mix it, between... It's very uh, British style. Yeah, it, but it's, 
it's a mix. It's it like it feels like us, you know, a mix. <laughs> I think that's the thing. It is Pub Saint Germain, so it's very French. Their food sometimes is very French, but the atmosphere is very British. And yeah. like this is where we identify ourselves. It's like it's a mix of everything. And yeah, we love spending time there as family. Like we we go for dinners. We even celebrated Christmas there this year <laughs> as our Christmas dinner. I go there a lot to watch Formula One because like they show sports. Um, so we really it, love this. we really love this place, and it's big, so you can find your yeah. atmosphere that works in there everywhere. Yeah. And so this would be our first recommendation. Yeah, and the other one. The second one is actually an Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. Uh, not too far, like I don't remember in the Monterey area. Uh, it's okay. called Presto Fresco. It's okay. Rue Montmartre. Rue Montmartre, yeah. And it's so yummy. <laughs> <laughs> I love their like their pizzas and their pastas yeah. and like super fresh, super fresh. And they're all all the uh, worker there are Italian, so like they come with like the style of it, <laughs> the atmosphere. <laughs> Yeah. And the decoration is amazing. Like it makes you feel like you are not like you're entering to a new world. Yeah. It's like something else. It makes you feel all of that. We're all about the feelings. So. <laughs> and it's yummy. <laughs> That's two. our two recommendations. Okay. And what about a carte blanche? So I think my carte blanche will be, and I, I for you, it, it means something else. It's this uh, island on near Pont Neuf. Ah, um, de la Cité. The tip of mm. Ile de la Cité. Yeah. Yeah. And I love sitting there. You love sitting there. <laughs> sitting there for different reasons, I think. But it's like our spot. <laughs> I like it because of the water. Yeah. I, I yeah. am I'm very connected to water. So whenever I feel like I need to re-energize and refine mm. myself, this is where I go and sit. And for me, like it's the where my husband proposed to me, uh. <laughs> but we, it was actually our spot before. Like we always like you know sitting there. It's so calm and like it's very peaceful. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I love this place. Yeah, and it's between you know Rive Gauche, Rive Droite. If you can't yeah. choose one, it's like in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it makes everyone happy in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, fantastic. Well, we'll link everything in the comments as usual. And finally, what would be your expat song? You go. That's what? Your song. My song. Oh, yeah. Uh, this <laughs> by Jason Mars. Uh, the song goes, look for the good. Okay. And generally speaking, Resonates, yes. <laughs> this is my approach in life. And I remember hearing it the first time. I was like, damn. How are they like, oh, so spot on. Like every single word in this song is like, yes. I think I heard it the first time when it just got out in repeat, like about a hundred times. Like in, in look, I was like, this is so good. Yes, that's exactly that. That's, that's how life should be. So yeah, that would be our recommendation. our recommendation for a song. Okay. Well. It definitely resonates with everything you've said. I <laughs> I see the link for sure, which is great. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining and sharing your tips. Love the positivity, definitely. The energy. And yeah, I mean, it's a lovely purpose. Live with no regrets, especially when you're when you're an expat. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much for having us and letting us share our stories. Yeah. You're welcome. We loved it. <laughs> 
great pleasure. Guys, as usual, everything will be linked in the comments. Also, if you want to learn more about Skill and Mayan, uh, I'll link their website, uh, Smoothitiv, uh, in the comments. And if you liked the episode, please put a good rating on Apple or Spotify. 